0: This is uh, chapter 4b, the second part of chapter 4 uh, of Heaven on Earth by Thomas Brooks, which is a book about assurance in the Christian. Chapter 4 is entitled Motives to provoke Christians to be restless till they have obtained a well-grounded assurance of their eternal happiness and blessedness. And uh, we're continuing our reading from uh, section 9 here. Christians are seriously injured by the lack of assurance. 9. The ninth motive to provoke you to get assurance is this. You cannot gratify Satan more nor injure yourselves more than by living without assurance. By living without assurance, you lay yourselves open to all Satan's snares and temptations. Yea, you do instigate and provoke Satan to tempt you to the worst of sins. Tempt you to the greatest neglects, to tempt you to the strangest shifts, and to reduce you to the saddest straits. Ah, Christians! In what hath Satan so gratified you, that you should thus gratify him? Hath he not robbed you out of, robbed you of your glory in inoc- in innocency? Hath he not kept your souls and your Saviour long asunder? When with jo- Joshua you have been standing before the Lord, Zechariah three verses one and two. Hath not he stood at your right hand as an adversary to resist you? Hath he not often set the glory of the world before you, that he might bewitch you and ensnare you, Matthew four verse eight? Hath he not often cast water upon those divine motions that have been kindled in you? Have you not often found him a lion and a serpent, a tempter, and a deceiver, a liar and a murderer? one Thessalonians two eighteen. Yes. Oh then, Never gratify him any longer by living without assurance. He that lives without assurance lives without a comfortable fruition of God, and so gratifies Satan. He that lives without assurance lives upon some creature enjoyment more than upon God, and so gratifies Satan. He that lives without assurance lives not like the beloved of God, and so gratifies Satan. He that lives without assurance is very apt to gratify Satan sometimes by complying with him, sometimes by following after him, and sometimes by acting his part for him. Verily, Christians, there is no way effectually to prevent this sore evil but by getting a well-grounded assurance of your everlasting happiness and blessedness. Assurance will make a man stand upon terms of defiance with Satan. It will make the soul constant in resisting and happy in overcoming the evil one. As assured, soul will fight it out to the death with Satan. An assured soul will not fly like a coward, but will stand and triumph like a David. And as you gratify Satan by living without assurance, so you wrong your own souls by living without assurance. 1. In the point of comfort and joy, you wrong your own souls. 2. In the point of peace and content, you wrong your own souls. 3. In the point of boldness and confidence, you wrong your own souls. A man that lives without assurance lays his precious soul open to many blows and knocks, to many frowns and wounds, from God, from the world, from carnal friends, from hypocrites, and from Satan. Therefore, as you would not, Christians, gratify Satan, and wrong your own souls, and exercise over yourselves spiritual cruelty and tyranny, which is the very worst of all cruelty and tyranny, give God no rest till he hath made known to you the sweetness of his love and the secrets of his bosom, till he hath gathered you up into himself, till he hath set you as a seal upon his heart, as a seal upon his arm. Psalm of Solomon 8 verse 6 Ten advantages which accompany assurance. That's the tenth point. The tenth motive to provoke you to get a well-grounded assurance is this. Consider the sweet profit and glorious advantage that will redound to you by gaining assurance. And if the gain that will certainly redound to you by assurance, will not provoke you to get assurance. I know not what will. 1. It produces heaven on earth. 1. The first advantage. It will bring down heaven into your bosoms. It will give you a possession of heaven on this side of heaven. Hebrews eleven one, An assured soul lives in paradise, and walks in paradise, and works in paradise, and rests in paradise. He hath heaven within him, and heaven about him, and heaven over him. All his language is heaven, heaven, glory, glory. Two, it sweetens life's changes. The second advantage, assurance, will exceedingly sweeten all the changes of this life. This life is full of changes. Assurance will sweeten sickness and health, weakness and strength, wants and abundance, disgrace and honour, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16-18. to 18. While a man lives in the sense of unchangeable love, no outward changes can make any considerable change in his spirit. Let times change, let men change, let powers change, let nations change. Yet a man under the power of assurance will not change his countenance, nor change his master, nor change his work, nor change his hope. Though others under charges turn like a chameleon into all colours to save their little all, yet the assured soul under all changes in Semper idem, always the same. Antisthenes, a philosopher, to make his life happy, desired only that he might have the spirit of Socrates, who was always in a quiet temper of spirit, whatever wrongs, injuries, crosses, losses, and so on, befell him. Let the trials be what they would that did attend him, yet he continued one and the same. Ah, uh, Christians, the want of assurance hath made many changelings in these days. But, ever you, but if ever you would be like Socrates, if ever you would be like the philosopher's good man, that is, tetragonos, foursquare, that cast him where you will, like a dice, he falls always sure and square, then get assurance of everlasting happiness. Assurance will make your souls like the laws of the Medes and Persians, that alter not. It will sweeten the darkest day and the longest night under variety of changes. It will make a man sit down with Habakkuk and rejoice in the Lord and joy in the God of his salvation. Habakkuk 3 verses 17 to 19. 3. It keeps the heart from desiring the world. 3. The third advantage. Assurance will keep the heart from an inordinate running out after the world and the glory thereof. Moses, having an assurance of the recompense of reward, and of the love and favour of him that is invisible, could not be drawn by all the honours, pleasures and treasures of Egypt. He slights all, and tramples upon all the glory of the world, as men trample upon things of no worth. Hebrews 11 verses 24 to 27 So, after Paul had been in the third heaven, and had assurance that nothing could separate him from the love of God in Christ, he looks upon the world as a crucified thing. The world is crucified to me, saith he, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1-3, to and Romans 8, 38, and I am crucified unto the world, Galatians 6, 14. The world is dead to me, and I am dead to it. The world and I are well agreed. The world cares not a pin for me, and I care not a pin for the world. The lodestone cannot draw the iron when the diamond is present. No more can the vanities of this world draw the soul after them, when assurance that cho- choice pearl of price is present, I have read of Lazarus that after he was raised from the grave, he was never seen to smile. The assurance that he had of more glorious things deadened his heart to the things of this world. He saw nothing in them worthy of a smile. Ah, were there more assurance among Christians, there would be there would not be such tugging for the world, and such greedy hunting and pursuing after it, as is in these days to the dishonour of God, the reproach of Christ, and the shame of the gospel. But get more assurance, and less money will serve your turns. Get but more assurance, and less places of honour and profit will serve your turns. Get but assurance, and then you will neither transgress for a morsel of bread, nor yet violently pursue after the golden wedge. For it assists communion with God. The fourth advantage, assurances will exceedingly heighten you in your communion with God and it will exceedingly sweeten your communion with God. Assurance that a man is even now a son of God raises him high in his fellowship with God. 1 John 3 verse 2 There are none that have such choice and sweet communion with God as those that have the clearest assurance of their interest in God as may be seen throughout the whole book of Solomon's Song. My beloved is mine, and I am his, saith the spouse. Chapter 2, verse 16. I am assured of my interest in him, says she, and therefore he shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. And upon this account it is that she holds King Jesus in the galleries, that she is sick of love, that she is raised and ravished with his kisses and embraces. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand doth embrace me. Chapters 1, verse thirteen, seven, verse 5. And two, verse 6. None had more assurance of her interest in Christ than she, and none was higher and closer in communion with Christ than she. The wife's assurance of her interest in her husband sweetens and heightens her communion with her husband. The child's assurance of his interest in his father sweetens his dealings and fellowship with his father. So the believer's assurance of his interest in God will exceedingly heighten and sweeten his communion and fellowship with God. Assurance of a man's interest in God sweetens every thought of God, every sight of God, every taste of God, and every good word of God. God is as sweet to the assured soul when he hath a sword in his hand as when he hath a scepter, when he hath the rod of indignation as when he hath the cup of consolation, when his garments are rolled and dyed in blood as when he appears in his wedding robes, when he acts the part of a judge as when he acts the part of a father. Five, it preserves from backsliding. The fifth advantage, assurance will be a choice preservative to keep you from backsliding from God and his ways. Uh, assurance will glue the soul to God and his ways, as Ruth was glued to her mother Naomi. It will make a man stand fast in the faith. And quit himself like a good soldier of of Jesus Christ. Galatians five one two, Timothy two three, two Peter one ten and eleven. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Stumble ye may, but assurance will keep a man from falling foully and from falling utterly. Verily, the reason why there are so many apostates in these days is because there are so few that have a well-grounded assurance. Pliny speaks of some fishes that swim backward. Ah, Many professors in these days swim backward. They swim from God and Christ and conscience. They swim from the very principles of morality and common honesty. Believe it, friends. It is not high notions in the brain, but sound assurance in the heart that will keep a man close to Christ when others backslide from Christ. An assured Christian will not exchange his gold for copper. He knows that one old piece of gold is worth a thousand new counters. One old truth of Christ is worth a thousand new errors, though clothed with glittering robes, and therefore he will prize the truth and own the truth and keep close to the truth when others that lack a sound assurance make merchandise of Christ, of precious truths, and of their own and others' immortal souls. Get assurance, and thou wilt stand when seeming cedars fall. Lack assurance, and thou canst not but fall to the breaking of thy bones, if not to the utter loss of thy precious soul. 2 Peter 2, verse 3. 6. It produces holy boldness. The sixth advantage, assurance will very much embolden the soul with God. It will make a man divinely familiar with God. It will make a man not boldly at the door of free grace. It will make a man come boldly before the mercy seat. It will make a man enter boldly within the Holy of Holies, Hebrews 10.22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Assurance makes the soul converse with God as a favourite with his prince, as a bride with her bridegroom and as a Joseph with a Jacob. Luther, under the power of assurance, lets fall this transcendent rapture of a daring faith. Fiat mea voluntas, let my will be done. And then falls off sweetly, mea voluntas, domini kia tua, my will, Lord, because thy will. Tis the want of assurance that makes the countenance sad. The hands hang down, the knees feeble, and the heart full of fears and tremblings. Hebrews 12, verse 13. Oh therefore, get assurance, and that will scatter your fears, and raise your hopes, and cheer your spirits, and give wings to, you, to faith, and make you humbly bold with God. You will not then stand at the door of mercy with a, may I knock, and with a, may I go in, with a, may I find audience and acceptance. But you will, with Esther, boldly adventure yourselves upon the mercy and goodness of God. Now, verily I think, saith one speaking of Christ, He cannot despise me who is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. For if he neglect me as a brother, yet he will love me as a husband. That is my comfort. Assurance will remove all strangeness from between Christ and the soul. Of two, it will make Christ and the soul one. Seven, it prepares a man for death. The seventh advantage, assurance will sweeten the thoughts of death and all the aches, pains, weaknesses, sicknesses, and diseases that are the forerunners of it. Yea, it will make a man look and long for that day. It will make a man sick of his absence from Christ. It makes a man smile upon the king of terrors. It makes a man laugh at the shaking of the spear, at the noise of the battle, at the garments of the warriors rolled in blood. It made the martyrs to brave it out with lions, to dare and tire their persecutors to kiss the stake, to sing and clap their hands in the flames, to tread upon hot burning coals as upon the beds of roses. The assured soul knows that death shall be the funeral of all his sins and sorrows, of all afflictions and temptations, of all desertions and oppositions. He knows that death shall be the resurrection of his joys. He knows that death is both an outlet and an inlet, an outlet to sin and an inlet to the soul's clear, full, and constant enjoyment of God, and this makes the assured soul to sing it out sweetly, O death, where is thy sting? O grave Where is thy victory? I desire to be dissolved. Make haste, my beloved. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly one Corinthians fifteen, fifty five to fifty seven, Philippians one twenty three, Song of Solomon eight fourteen and Revelation 22, twenty two twenty. Now death is more desirable than life. Now, says the soul, eos est mortem qui ad christum nolit Let him fear death that is loath to go to Christ. So that I may be with Christ, though I go in, clou- in a cloud, though I go in a fiery chariot, I care not, says the assured soul. The Persians had a certain day in the year in which they used to kill all serpents and venomous creatures. The assured Christian knows that the day of death will be such a day to him, and that makes death lovely and desirable. He knows that sin was the midwife that brought death into the world, and that death shall be the grave to bury sin. And therefore death is not a terror, but a delight unto him. He fears it not as an enemy, but welcomes it as a friend. As crooked back Richard III in his distress cried, A kingdom for a horse, a kingdom for a horse, So souls that want assurance when they come to die will cry out, a kingdom for assurance, a kingdom for assurance. And as the martyr Severus said, if I had a thousand worlds, I would now give them all for Christ. So a soul that wants assurance when he comes to enter upon a state of eternity will cry out, oh, had I now a thousand worlds, I would give them all for assurance, whereas the assured soul would not for a thousand worlds, but die. When his glass is out and his sun is set, he cries not out, as the la- that lady did, a world, a world for an inch of time. That was Mary, uh, Bloody Queen Mary, I think. But rather, why is it, why is it, Lord, that thy chariots be so long a-coming? Eight. It makes mercies taste, assurance makes mercies taste like mercies. The eighth advantage, assurance will very much sweeten that little oil that is in the cruise and that handful of meal that is in the barrel, 1 Kings 17, verses 8 to 16. Assurance will be a source to all meats. It will make all mercies to taste like mercies. It will make Daniel's pulse to be as sweet as princes' delicacies, Daniel 1, 8 to 12. It will make Lazarus's rags as pleasurable as dives' robes, Luke 16, 20. It will make Jacob's bed upon the stones to be as soft as those beds of down and ivory, that sinful great ones stretch themselves upon. Genesis 28.18, Amos 6, verse 4. Look, as the want of assurance embitters all sinners' mercies, that he cannot taste the sweetness and goodness of them, so the enjoyment of assurance casts a general beauty and glory upon the believer's meanest mercy. And hence it is, that assured souls live so sweetly and walk so cheerfully, when their little all is upon their backs and in their hands, whereas the great men of the world that have the world at will but lack this assurance that it is more worth than the world live as slaves and servants to these mercies. Job 20.22 20, In the midst of all their abundance they are in straits and perplexities full of fears and cares. Nothing pleases them nor is sweet unto them because they lack that assurance that sweetens to a believer the ground he stands on, the air he breathes, the seat he sits on the bread he eats, the clothes he wears, and so on. Ah, uh, Were there more assurance among Christians, they would not count great mercies, small mercies, and small mercies, no mercies, no, no. Then every mercy on this side, hell, would be a great mercy. Then every mercy would be a sugared mercy, a perfumed mercy. Look, as the tree that Moses cast into the waters of Mara made those water, bitter waters sweet, Exodus fifteen twenty-three to 25 so, assurance is that tree of life that makes every bitter sweet and every sweet more sweet. 9. It gives vigour in Christian service. The ninth advantage Assurance will make a man more like an angel. It will make him full of motion, full of action. It will make him imitate the angels, those princes of glory that are always busy and active to advance the glory of Christ. They are still as singing the song of the Lamb. They are still pitching their tents about them that fear the Lord, Psalm 34, verse 7. They are ministering spirits sent forth to the good of them that are heirs of salvation, Hebrews one fourteen. Assurance will make a man fervent, constant, and abundant in the work of, our, of the Lord, as you may see in Paul. The assured Christian is more motion than notion, more work than word, more life than lip, more hand than tongue. When he hath done a work, he is a calling out for another. What is the next? The Lord, Lord, what is the next? Lord, says the assured soul. What is the next? His head and his heart are set upon his work, and what he doth, he doth it with all his might, because there is no working in the grave. An assured Christian will put his hand to any work. He will put his shoulder to any burden. He will put his neck in any yoke for Christ. He never thinks that he hath done enough. He always thinks that he hath done too little. And when he hath done all he can, he sits down, sighing it out. I am but an unprofitable servant. In a word, assurance will have a powerful influence upon thy heart. In all the duties and services of religion, nothing will make a man love like this and live like this. Nothing will make a man humble and thankful, contented and cheerful like this. Nothing will make a man more serious in prayer, more ingenious in praises than this. Nothing will make a man more cheerful and joyful than this. Nothing will make a man more fit to live and more willing to die than this. Ah, Christians, if ever you would act as angels in this world, get an assurance of another world, then you shall be neither dumb nor dull any more, but be active and lively like those whose hopes and whose hearts are in heaven. 10. It leads to the soul's enjoyment of Christ. The tenth advantage, assurance will sweeten Christ and the precious things of Christ to thy soul. Ah, how sweet is the person of Christ, the natures of Christ, the aims of Christ, the offices of Christ, the benefits of Christ, the blood of Christ, the word of Christ, the threatenings of Christ, the spirit of Christ, the ordinances of Christ, the smiles of Christ, the kisses of Christ, to an assured soul. Now then, thy meditations on Christ will be no more a terror, nor a horror to thee. Nay, now thy heart will be always best when you are most in pondering upon the sweetness and goodness, the kindness and loveliness of the Lord Jesus. Now all the institutions and administrations of Christ will be precious to thee. Upon everything where Christ hath set his name, and where thou wilt set thy heart. Now thou wilt call things as Christ calls them, and count things as Christ counts them. Thou shalt not be little in thy eye that is great in the eye of Christ. Neither shall that be great in thy eye that is but little in the eye of Christ. Assurance will also exceedingly sweeten your carriage to all that bear the image of Christ. It will make you bear with those weak saints whose light is not so clear as yours, whose abilities are not so strong as yours, whose enjoyments are not so high as yours, whose judgments are not so well-informed as yours, whose consciences are not so well-satisfied as yours, and whose lives are not so amiable as yours. Assurance makes men of a godlike disposition, ready to forgive, abundant in goodness, admirable in patience. It makes men to study the good of others and joy in all opportunities, wherein they may strengthen the feeble and comfort the dejected, and enrich the impoverished, and recover the seduced, and enlarge the straitened, and build up the wasted. Verily, the reason why men are so bitter and sour and censorious is because God hath not given into their bosoms this sweet flower of delight, assurance. Ah, were their souls fully assured that God had loved them freely, and received them graciously, and justified them perfectly, and pardoned them absolutely, and would glorify them everlastingly, they could not but love where God loves, and own where God owns, and embrace where God embraces, and be one with everyone that is one with Jesus. Were there more assurance among Christians, there would be more of David's and Jonathan's spirit among Christians than there is this day. Were there more assurance among Christians, there would be more life and more love, more sweetness and more tenderness, were there more assurance, there would be less noise, less contention, less division, less distraction, less biting and less devouring among the saints. Assurance will make the lion and the calf, the wolf and the lamb, the leopard and the kid, the bear and the cow, lie down together and feed together, Isaiah eleven six to 8 Men that lack assurance love their brethren as flies love the pot. So long as there is any meat in the pot, the flies love it. So those men will love as long as there is an external motive to draw it draw love, but when that ceases their love ceases. Dionysius loved his bottles when they were full, but hurled them away when they were empty. So many that lack assurance love the saints while their bags are full and their houses full of the good things of this life, but when they are empty, as they throw them away, they then they cast them off, as Job's friends did him ah but assurance will make a man love as god loves and love as long as god loves the assured christian will not cease to love so long as the beast least buds and blossoms of grace appear lazarus in his rags is as lovely to an assured christian as solomon in his robes job is as delightful to him upon the dunghill as david is upon his throne it is not the outward pomp and bravery but the inward beauty and glory of saints that is attractive to the assured Christian. 11. A well-grounded assurance will keep a Christian from being deceived by counterfeits. The eleventh motive to provoke you to a well-grounded assurance of your everlasting happiness is this. Consider that as there is a great deal of counterfeit knowledge, counterfeit faith, counterfeit love, counterfeit repentance, etc. in the world, so there is a great deal of counterfeit assurance in the world. Many there be that talk high and look big and bear it out bravely that they are thus and thus, and that they have such and such glorious assurance, whereas when their assurance come to be weighed in the balance of the sanctuary, it is found too light, and when it comes to withstand temptations, it is found too weak, and when it should be put when it should put the soul upon divine action, it is found to be but a lazy presumption. Shall the counterfeit gold that is in the world make men active and diligent to get that which is current, and that will abide the touchstone and the fire? And Shall not that counterfeit assurance that is in the world provoke your hearts to be so much the more careful and active to get the well-grounded assurance that God accounts as current, and that will abide his touchstone in the day of discovery, and that will keep a man from shame and blushing when the thrones shall be set and the books shall be opened?' I have been the longer upon those motives to provoke your soul to get a well-grounded assurance because it is of an eternal concernment to you and a work to which men's hearts are too backward. Though assurance carries a reward in its own bosom, yet few seek after it. Though the pains of getting it be nothing to the profit that accompanies it, yet few will sweat to gain it. If the inducements laid down will not awaken and provoke you to be restless till you have got the white stone and new name till you have got the assurance of your pardon in your bosoms i know not what will